Hi everyone, it's Erin recording from News and Arts. Joining me today is Peter Kingstone, Visual and Media Art Program Manager at the Toronto Arts Council. Welcome, Peter. How Thanks are you? Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you here, <laughs> and I love that you uh, came in to join us. Um, Peter, I'm curious, can you tell us a little bit about your background with the Toronto Arts Council and your role? So I started at the Toronto Arts Council uh, September 2012, so I've been there for eight years. Wow. Um, and started as a visual media arts uh, program manager. I've added, added a leadership program manager as well to my title. Uh, so that means that I'm in charge of all the grants for visual media arts, and we have a leadership program. And that's grants for individuals, projects, and operating clients on the TAC, and those two visual or media arts. Um, I come to the Toronto Arts Council as an artist. I'm still a practicing artist, and um, I still make work, and doesn't show as much in Toronto as it used to, but you know, mm. it's still happening. I also come from a background of teaching. I spent a decade teaching university at York, um, U of T, and uh, Ryerson. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're definitely multifaceted, <laughs> which is incredible. And now I'm going to kind of ask you the obvious question. Um, how has COVID affected uh, the work environment and, you know, has the grants and the process have changed through this time? Yeah, so um, in COVID on um, one side, I, you know, sent everybody home. So uh, we're all working now, working from home uh, and still meeting often as a council, but we're not in the same space. Uh, the, grant, the grants have remained exactly the same. Uh, we've added, uh, at the beginning, we added a, a COVID response grant mm -hmm. um, at the beginning of April for artists uh, that had lost uh, work and lost gigs to help them out at the beginning of April before the SERP program started. Um, and then, you know, because of anti-black racism and the, you know, the a new look at anti-black racism, we've done a, a big deep dive in, in um, how the Toronto Arts Council would like to respond to that. We're not at uh, a response level yet, but we mm -hmm. are doing lots of work and trying to figure out a new grant or a new space to, to respond to the black arts community. Okay, it's really nice to hear that. Um, so how does that work, though? Because you have, you know, Toronto Arts Council, Ontario, Canada. So when you're working on a project like this, is it just you guys? Is it everybody? Yeah, so the, I mean, the Toronto Arts Council is funded by the City of Toronto mm -hmm. uh, through the taxpaying dollars of the City of Toronto. So we're only responsive to the City of Toronto. So, of course, we have communication with OAC and Canada Council, and, you know, we go back and forth and talk about what we're up to, but we don't work together much on projects. Okay. Um, you know, the 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 uh, COVID response was just for Toronto artists. The anti-Black racism, racism will just be for Toronto artists. Um, but we're always interested in our constantly conversing with those groups. We're also in a lot of conversation with other local um, arts uh, councils across the country. So okay. Vancouver and Montreal and Edmonton and Calgary, ones that serve the city, just to see what we're doing. I mean, some of the main differences between Ontario Arts Council, Canada Council and Toronto Arts Council is because we're hyper-local, we can be very responsive. We can meet artists 
when COVID's not happening. Right. Um, I mean, my favorite thing is to go for coffee with artists and, you know, chat about things. We're often seen at openings or events. Um, so we really are a part of the community and we're really, you know, responsive to artists in Toronto. And it's so nice to hear that because, you know, sometimes the whole idea can be intimidating depending on where you are as an artist to even think about applying for grants. And my memory of you is exactly that, meeting you and thinking, wow, not only am I welcome, but he's so lovely in person and is interested in the questions and you took your time and answered. And I think that's what everyone's looking for. You got to work and feel like you're part of that community and that, you know, it's, it's, comfortable to talk to someone and get that advice. I mean, I'm, I'm highly interested in people making the best work possible and putting the, the work and, you know, their voice forward. And I'm here to help you sort of navigate both the, um, you know, the funding system within mm -hmm. Toronto, but also you know, have other questions about uh, for visual media arts, like, you know, where you think your art should go or where your media art should go. I'm happy to have those like long extended conversations. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, uh, I've had a career that, you know, has gone spaces outside of Canada. I'm often involved in residencies outside of Canada. So I'm, I'm happy to share all the knowledge I have. That's amazing. <laughs> it, it's so nice to hear that. And I think it's important for us to share this information so that, you know, people maybe are less intimidated and more encouraged to be a part of it, give suggestions and to apply for more grants. And a community makes stronger work. If we're all working together, we'll, you know, come up with better answers and better work and, um, you know, push um, ideas forward. Absolutely. Um, that being said, you said everything is kind of the same and you guys are considering new ideas. Um, has there been talks about possibly bringing in, you know, different grants or something additional because it's been extra challenging for everyone? Because I find there's a lot of artists who've been motivated and there's a lot of creative thinking and there's a lot of artists who kind of lost that spark and they're not quite sure what to do. Is there a way of further encouraging them and offering different grants? Yeah, we haven't sort of um, started any different grants other than the um, anti-black racism, which mm -hmm. will be a, a different type of grant. We're not sure what it will be, but I completely agree as an artist myself, this, um, you know, this time I've been sort of often sitting around trying to figure out what to do as an artist. Um, you know, should I, uh, enter myself into more research instead of making? Or if my studio has disappeared because of COVID, what, what am I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Or, um, if I should be like, you know, making completely different things or thinking completely different things. I mean, the visual, um, visual artist and media artist grants are spaces for production, but they're also spaces to expand what you're up to. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking and you don't, not sure what the, end results going to be that's fine to apply for a grant to do the thinking mm -hmm. um, and it's fine to apply for a grant with like I think I'll be making this but I'm not sure um, so I think the spaces to apply are already there okay um, and you know we're happy to think more and if you come to us with an idea of like oh, I really want to do this I don't know where to apply I'm happy to sort of you know, okay. help you figure out where to apply with it. That's kind of really good to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, you know, we do sometimes think black and white, and that's where the whole stress comes from at times. And it's nice to know there's that gray area and you guys are open to the suggestion. Oh, we're completely open to okay. suggestions. Yeah. So that being said, let's talk a little bit about grant writing. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I can speak for myself when I say that part is discouraging for me personally. I'm not a writer. 
And mm-hmm. as soon as I think of having to compile together this information, I'm like, oh, maybe not. Let me think of other things first. And I've heard similar things from others. Um, do you have advice in regards to an approach people can have? I know there are grant writers, but I also hear sometimes, you know, the councils want to hear directly from the individual and not from a writer. Can you give us a little bit feedback about that? Yeah. So, I mean, if you if you're thinking about hiring a grant writer, make sure the grant writer is speaking in your voice. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, panels always want to hear from the artist. So a really good grant writer would get that across that this is coming from the artist, not from some third source. Gotcha. I mean, I always am there to help artists uh, construct their grants. So if you, if you want to start your grant and don't know if you're saying the right things or wondering if you're saying the right things, if there's enough time before the deadline, you can contact me and we can go over it. I've been doing lots of Zoom calls and doing that mm-hmm. or, you know, or phone calls or emails, um, like reading over people's grants to see if, they, if I understand them, if, they make, if I, I can see mm-hmm. that they make sense to a panel. I often suggest, like, you know, in the ways I've written grants is almost like a four-step process, you know, thinking about your artist statement, like, why the hell do you make art? Like, what's going on there? (laughs) You know, what's the point of of you making something? Mm -hmm. Um, Linking that in with past work that you've made to demonstrate that this is something that's important to you. Then moving into the proposed project and taking from the past work you've made and your artist statement to say, this is what I'm going to be making. And then you should always try to think about audience. Not necessarily, oh, the audience will love this because it'll be great, but sort of what questions, what pushes are you pushing the audience to think about? Um, And, you know, you want to say all that in uh um, very positive. Um, don't think, don't hope. Be very active in your word choices. You want to, you know, do all of that, uh, saying that you're the person that's uh, the best person to be making whatever you're planning on making. Basically, telling the the panel that, you know, they better fund you or else. Without mm-hmm. saying that in particular. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great advice. So let's not be arrogant, but let's show all the reasons why you're the right person for this project. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing to be able to have funds available for people to create and show their works. Um, what would be some of your advice in regards to uh, the amount of funding that people are asking for? Because I find sometimes from also what I hear is, you know, if you get a little greedy and you're asking for the whole package, but you can't quite justify uh, the amount, what would be your advice for people to have a better chance of being approved? Yeah, so I mean, like, each grant is slightly different. So the visual artist grant, which is for art, uh, visual artists who are making new work, there's just a base amount. So you're just applying, you don't have a budget, you're just applying for either the five or the $10,000, depending okay. on your experience level. The media artist grant, you can apply for again, six to based on your skill level but there you have a budget Mm -hmm. and within that budget you demonstrate where the funding is going and you also demonstrate if the project costs more than $6,000 or costs more than $12,000 how else you're going to find the money and it's completely fine that you know TAC might be the only funder and you can do the project on Mm 6 or 12 or you know you're putting forward a $250,000 project and asking TAC for $12,000 of it. Okay. What they want to make sure in a budget is that um, everybody's being paid. You want to make sure that all the budget lines make sense. Mm-hmm. 
The panel that's looking at your applications are uh, people that are experienced or you know, our panel of your peers. So these are other media art makers, other visual art makers. So they know how much these things cost. Mm -hmm. So don't make up stuff. Right. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> and usually the ones that don't, uh, it's not the ones that ask for too much money. Uh -huh. It's the ones that come in and ask for uh, not enough money. Or if they're saying, I'm going to make, you know, uh, I'm going to have to travel to China and make this, you know, epic, uh, you know, project, it'll be feature length and all I need is $6,000, mm -hmm. you will not get funded because no one believes you that you can do that on $6,000. Right. Exactly. So make sure that, you know, you put everything into the project, like all the funding that you're getting and make it um, a believable and, you know, true representation of the project. Now for visual media arts projects, and those are for the creation projects. If you're thinking about having a gallery show or a film festival, again, you want to detail the budget and make sure that it all makes sense. You're putting forward your like what you dream your budget will be. So there's a lot of proposed you know funds that might be coming in. Like you might be applying for other grants, or you might mm -hmm. be doing a GoFundMe campaign, or you might be hoping you know your local Tim Hortons will give you some money, or right. the community will give you some money. And you can put all those in um, and demonstrate the strongest budget you can, knowing that it's possible that not all those things will come through. Mm -hmm. So knowing you know if you're putting forward a project that'll cost sixty thousand dollars, but in the back of your head you have Okay, if I only get forty thousand dollars, if I only get twenty thousand dollars, how right. will I make this project? Mm -hmm. And if you know, if you get TAC and you get no other funding, and TAC um, doesn't make the project, it's completely fine to hand the money back. You know, it, it keeps uh, a good faith between the TAC and you as an artist, Absolutely. so you can say, "Here's the funding back," and come back next time and apply with a different grant or apply with the same grant again if the years have gone by and you still want to do it. And that's great. And I'm guessing when you see that kind of effort, you have more room to work with people. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, like we're not your parent. <laughs> um, don't make excuses to us. Uh, you know, we are, I always think that we're working together. I'm hoping that we're working together. Okay. Which is so lovely to hear again, because, you know, that's what people want to feel. You want to feel welcome. You want to work together. There's that community feeling and we need it more than ever right now. Definitely, so especially right now. <laughs> yes, it's encouraging to hear this. Yeah. So staying on the topic of getting the grants, am I correct when I say for certain types of grants, you can apply for the same project through Toronto, Ontario, and Canada combined? Yeah, every, every like there's no, uh, we each get funding from a different space. So Toronto gets funding from the city of Toronto, Ontario gets mm -hmm. funding from Ontario, Canada, of course, gets funding from Canada. Um, yeah, you can come to all of us with the same project. Just make sure if it's a budgeted program, like visual media arts projects mm -hmm. or media arts projects, you demonstrate all the different funding you're getting from that pro for that project, right. all the different streams you're asking for funding for. Mm -hmm. uh, visual arts doesn't have a uh, budget, um, but we don't mind if you, you know, take this and also apply to other grants. Gotcha, which is great to know. And maybe to help some artists who've never applied for grants, uh, when you receive these funds, is this shown uh, as your annual income? You get a T4A mm -hmm. at the, uh, for the, to represent your, your grant uh, on your taxes. So you should make sure that you keep every single receipt and that uh, went into your grant so you can write some of that off. It may be good to get an accountant to help you write that Absolutely. off if you, yes. if you need one. Yes. Um, but also, you know, the uh, 
I've done you know it on the online versions of uh, your taxes, and I've been you know fine doing that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure uh, once you've got a grant that you keep all your receipts, so you're not stuck with a big tax bill at the end. Yes. And that's a lesson you don't want to learn the hard way. So I think it's important for people to consider all these elements ahead of time. Yeah. Sometimes we're so so. focused on our ideas, we forget all of the little details in between. You know, being an artist is not just making the work. Mm -hmm. Like being an artist is so much more. It is, you know, both being your own accountant, your own publicity, your own... Um, it's running a little small business where you also make the work and promote the work and do all the back end of making sure everyone's paid. Right. Yeah. Actually, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because it seems a lot of artists, including myself, I struggle with that. I have a business mind and I have an artsy mind, but those two don't always want to work together. (laughs) And it's, you know, it's hard. And when you have your own business, especially without a team and at small scale, you're doing everything. Yeah. So sometimes it feels like it takes away from the creative process because you're so busy um, trying to manage the whole package. Do you have any advice for that for artists and how they can manage how they feel about it and how to keep up with the amount of work? Well, I used to always, um, and I, I still do, think of you know my arts practice. When I was doing my arts practice full time, I would also think of like all the times I went to a gallery opening as part of work. Like this is me doing work. Um, so making sure that I'm not, you know, going and uh, drinking too much or mm-hmm. like, you know, making a fool of myself that I'm going as, as you know, ways of, of moving my art practice forward. You know, figuring out what in your life is your work and what in your life may not be your work um, for someone who has a very, you know, wants to have a separation mm-hmm. as a way to do it. Um, that's how I did it. Some people want, you know, their entire life to be about the artistic practice, and that's fine as well. Just recognize, yeah, I always think recognize when you're working so you can take some time when you're not working. Like, make sure mm-hmm. you're taking, keeping care of yourself as well as your arts practice. That's great advice. And, uh, and it's nice because you can speak as an artist and someone who works with artists, so that's valuable advice. Um, with that, how do you keep yourself motivated as an artist in general? And under all the circumstances of what we're kind of going through with the pandemic, do you have any advice for other artists, like how to continue their hopes and dreams and to stick to what they truly want to do and possibly, you know, work with the support around them in a time like this? Yeah, so um, you know, I keep myself motivated because I still have stories I want to tell. I'm still, you know, I keep myself, uh, I read a lot. I'm interested in what's happening in the news. I'm interested in, in my community around me. Um, throughout the pandemic, what I've sort of done to keep myself going is structure the community around me if I didn't have one already. Um, I mean, I started, um, I was asked by a gallery in Havana, Cuba to do a residency, to be the leader of a residency. So we decided to make it an international residency and we reached out to eight other artists, no, 10 other artists internationally, and we met twice a week. Um, This started, of course, you know, speaking about COVID and then moved into speaking about anti-black racism and sort of we did a lot of reading and talking and, you know, made work together and sort of really sort of pushed each other into thinking about um, what an artistic practice is now. Uh, It was very valuable for me. um, And I would recommend that, 
you know, you and, you know, if you have a group of artistic friends or if you belong to um, a studio or, you know, you belong to Artscape or, or Akin Studios, that you, you reach out to those people and create spaces for yourself. They could be Zoom spaces where you mm-hmm. can have conversation about why you're making work now and what that means to be making work now. I mean, we really look towards, uh, you know, the future when we all got together, uh, the plan or my plan was to sort of all speak about, um, that the world will be different when this is over. What difference do we want in the world and sort of working towards what differences we want? Lovely. That was a great place to leave that. And there's so much more, uh, we can talk about. And thank you so much for coming and sharing all that. I think we all needed to hear it. Oh, you're and more I'm than glad welcome. that you're doing great. <laughs> and thank you to all the listeners. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at News and Arts. And talk to you soon. Yeah.